This is Garden Variety, a horticulture podcast from Iowa Public Radio and Iowa State University Extension and Outreach. I'm Charity Nebbe, and it is tulip time. These beautiful flowers are one of the highlights of early spring. They come in a huge array of colors, shapes, and sizes, and they provide a gorgeous payoff for a minimal amount of effort. Here to talk about tulips today, Cindy Haynes, professor of horticulture at Iowa State University. Hello, Cindy. Good morning. And Aaron Style, Iowa State University Extension horticulture specialist. Hello, Aaron. Good morning. And... Uh, That is one of the things that I love most about tulips, that I can spend, you know, 45 minutes planting them in the fall, and then they're going to look amazing in the spring. I know that some people lose them to squirrels or deer, but they're so reliable. That's one of the the best parts. Cindy, what do you love about tulips? I, I like that they're just really cheery. They give us these beautiful blooms at a time when we really need it. Um, and they're in, in so many different colors, so many different styles. So you can pick and choose um, what works in your rock garden versus, you know, your front doorstep versus a container. Um, and they're just that, you know, classic flower shape that every second grader draws is the perfect little tulip. So it's a lot of fun thinking Absolutely. about tulips. You, you cannot not smile and look at a tulip. I agree. We may hear from someone today who says says otherwise, <laughs> but you can't be oh, a friend of mine. I'm sorry. Right, right. That's but that's because the deer or the rabbits ate their tulips and they're not actually looking at a tulip. They're looking at a leafless stalk. <laughs> so there are so many different varieties. Aaron, what are some of your favorites? So there are a lot of different varieties. In fact, uh, there are so many different varieties. There's like this whole formal um, arrangement of the different divisions or classes, and there are 15 of them. (laughs) So like there's a lot of different types. Um, I really love, I mean, I do, I am a sucker for the large kind of hybrid, Mm -hmm. um, colorful, taller tulips. Um, They're usually classified as like early or mid-season or late and there are these large um, hybrids that bloom um, in all of those seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's really the tulip season, which is about, for us, is about mid to late April through mid-ish May, depending on the weather. And so some of them will bloom at the first part of that period. Some of them will bloom at the end of that period. And if you get some of both, yeah. you can have tulips in bloom for over a month, which is really cool. But the um, I also really love, they're a little more... Um, finicky because they're more prone to damage and weather and stuff like that but the doubles like a early double and a late double they almost look like peonies when they're in bloom um are so cool and just different well describe a double for people who haven't seen them so um the classic tulip has a single kind of ring of petals uh five petals i think and then um uh the uh doubles some of the other like the stamens and some of the other things inside the the tulip have been um, converted basically through a genetic mutation have converted into petals. And so there's, there's a whole cluster of petals inside that outer ring of petals um, that make, I mean, they, they, some of them do look almost exactly like a smaller peony bloom. It's, it's kind of wild. Well, and, and I mentioned, I mean, they come in a lot of different shapes. Cindy, you're a, a fan of some of those more unusual right. or less traditional shapes. I, I do. So I, I like the peony types. They're, they're the kind of the doubles. I also like the lily types where the, the, mm. pe- uh, the petals kind of flare out and they're pointed. So they look a little bit more like a, 
a cross between a tulip and a lily. It doesn't look like a lily, but it's kind of that hybrid in between. And then I also like the little ones um, because I have a rock garden. Um, I like putting some of those rock garden or some of those species types, which are really small. These are usually less than uh, six inches tall. Their flower petals are also pointed and they open more fully so they don't keep that classic tulip shape. Um, but they're also very bright and cheery and they're just a little bit different. And I, I know it's a tulip, um, but, you know, the deer and rabbit don't recognize them as tulips. So they oh, really they don't just go on taste. <laughs> they just don't go and, and just eat them. So um, and they're also protected in this kind of little rock garden area as well. So it's it's um it's another nice way to display tulips and have tulips in bloom for that kind of month long um, time as well. Because I have some of the big ones too, um, or I always try them, but those are always the ones that go first for my <laughs> neighborhood deer. So, so this is of course the time of year for tulip enjoyment and mm-hmm. tulip envy, um, and those of us with tulip envy, it's a good time to make some notes about oh, what do we mm-hmm. want to plant in the fall? Because of course these are bulbs that we plant in the fall. Cindy, do you have advice for if you want to incorporate tulips into your landscape? Some of the the methods that you think are most successful or most beautiful. Right. So if you're thinking about some of these species tulips or some of these smaller tulips, um, usually like any bulb, you plant clusters of them. So, you know, plant at least a dozen in one spot. Um, Most of these bulbs like full sun in the spring, a good well-drained soil. Um, You're probably going to have to order some of these uh, more unusual ones from a mail order uh, place unless you can get them really early from local garden centers because they usually don't have as many uh, as some of the uh, the more unusual ones and then and think about them as kind of like living arrangements in your landscape so sometimes I plant tulips with other things so there might be some daffodils or some hyacinths or uh, they're around ornamental grasses uh, warm season grasses so I might plant them so that they're blooming first and then an ornamental grass will take over that spot. Uh, a little bit later, or or force them, put them into containers. I mean, there's lots of things you can do with them um, if you just get a, a little bit creative. Now, of course, this is also the time of year where a lot of us really enjoy the the large formal plantings of tulips, mm-hmm. like we see in Pella, like mm-hmm. we see on university campuses, for example, mm-hmm. or at at some of the the larger gardens that that we can visit and. Aaron, I mean, planting like that, that's something that, of course, you can do at home, but Mm -hmm. that's a pretty large-scale undertaking. It can be. Um, And the other thing that I find really interesting is most of those large-scale plantings are replanted every year. Um, They're completely pulled out after the blooms are done. They're treated like annuals, basically, but rather than like a, a petunia that we would plant in May and pull out in October, these are planted in October and pulled out in May um, once they're done blooming. And one of the reasons for that is a lot of the really big hybrid type tulips are not long lived perennials in our garden. They will look great the first year. They'll look good the second year. They'll look okay the third year. And by the fourth year, you're like, where did this go? (laughs) Um, they kind of they kind of kind of back off a little bit, and so to get a good reliable like blanket of cover in these really formal beds, you end up replanting them every year. But you can also use that to your advantage because that means that you can try new tulips mm-hmm. every year, different colors, different shades, different heights, different types, um, which can be a lot of fun. Which is the fun of growing annuals too. Um, 
So yeah, we I, always think we always think about annuals. We we have no trouble getting rid of annuals at the end of the fall. But when we tell people we treat tulips like annuals, a lot of folks are really surprised and and disappointed wound, about that for some reason. Wounded somehow, right? Yeah, <laughs> and so, it's okay. We treat a lot of plants that way. Are there tulips that are reliable perennials, though? Yes, there are. There are a few. The species tulips that we've talked about quite a bit um, already, they are very reliable perennials. There are two other classes or types of, of tulips. The Darwin hybrids are good, uh, reliable, uh, uh, for the most part, uh, tulips. One of my favorites is uh, one called um, Appledorn, mm-hmm. um, which is a bright kind of cheery red color. Um, and then the Fosteriana uh, types of tulips. They're kind of like a, a mid-sized tulip. They don't get like 30 inches tall like some of the real big hybrids do, but they're 15, 20 inches tall when they're in bloom and have that real classic kind of tulip look to them. And there's one called um, Orange Emperor that is such a beautiful kind of soft shade of orange. Uh, that's an example of of a really nice, um, and they and they come back pretty reliably year to year. So, Cindy, since you've had a lot of trouble with deer and rabbits with your mm-hmm. tulips, do you have advice for how to combat that? Well, it it always depends on uh, the deer, the number of deer and rabbits that you have, and how hungry they are in the time of the year. Because some years are are worse than others. Uh, but those big displays of tulips, where you you have a lot all at once. Your best bet is to fence them off, um, especially just as they're starting to come up um, until they really start to bloom and start to open. And then you can take some of the fencing off because they're probably not going to attack them um, at that point. Um, But exclusion is your best um, method of keeping them out of that particular area. There are a few things that will dig up the tulip bulbs even in um, in the fall when you plant them. But I generally don't have as much of a problem with that as the the deer eating the tulip flowers right when they start to show color and just mowing them all off and just leaving the stems and leaves. And just that's when I get really kind of disappointed and frustrated. (laughs) Um, And if I just put up a fence uh, for that, you know, a couple of weeks, um, then I would have had and and had uh, beautiful tulips to enjoy. So tulips do bloom in very early spring. Mm -hmm. Of course, in early spring, it also gets really cold. Sometimes we see snow on tulips, but they seem to be able to withstand that kind of treatment pretty well. I mean, they're they're relatively durable for that period that they're in bloom, right? They they are. They're pretty uh, cold hardy. They're fairly uh, frost tolerant. I think it's that, you know, usually those late frosts that we have are just below freezing, and that's not generally a big issue. I think more of an issue is when... Um, we have a really warm winter or uh, some warm temperatures in winter and we see some of the the tulip foliage kind of come up and we still have a fairly low temperature in like the low 20s or the mid 20s. That's when we can see some damage generally to uh, the foliage. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they won't bloom well and the blooms can be perfectly fine. So, yeah, they can be damaged, of course, by high winds and hail mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. a lot of other exciting spring weather. <laughs> which, but which that's we have a is... great time to bring them in and have a cut tulip yes. bouquet, right? Yes, because cut flowers, this is a wonderful cut flower, so you can cut those tulips. Um, once they're starting to show just a little bit of color, this is the perfect time uh, to cut them and bring them indoors, and they will bloom for at least a week um, and look really nice even indoors. 
All right. Cindy Haynes, professor of horticulture at Iowa State University, Aaron Style, Iowa State University Extension horticulture specialist. For more gardening information and tips, you can subscribe to our Garden Variety newsletter. To find out more, go to iowapublicradio.org garden. I'm Charity Nebbe. the environment? In Kansas, we're working on it. Up From Dust is a podcast about how humans reshaped the world to fit urban landscapes and agricultural needs. We'll meet the people who are rolling up their sleeves to find more sustainable ways forward. Listen to Up From Dust from KCUR, part of the NPR Network. Garden Variety is a production of Iowa Public Radio and Iowa State University Extension. It's produced by me, Aaron Style, Caitlin Troutman, and the Iowa Public Radio talk show team. For more garden goodness, please subscribe to our Garden Variety newsletter. Just go to iowapublicradio.org slash garden. I'm Charity Nebbe. See you next time. <laughs>